guys. Here's another episode of Tass Knows Podcast with Nene in the background. Boo. Hey, I hyped myself up a little, okay? See, that's why we need the the sound effects. Boo. I can just click a you button. You can if you wanted to. I know, but I'm not that fancy. We'll try it out next time. Maybe. Next time. Maybe. Anyway, I wanted to know what does it mean to want it bad enough? I think... We often see the some of the people at the gym or just people in general that say, okay, I want to do this. They often come up to you saying they want to fight, they want to compete, they want to get a belt test, they want to do a lot of things, but then they ne- never end up doing it. And then it's funny because when they come back to the gym and you call them out, they get upset. Yeah. And they stop talking to you or something happens. So I wanted to see from your perspective... What do you mean or what does it mean to want it bad enough? And then what's the perspective and the right steps to get there? From just based on your life and your story. Yeah, so this this is kind of stemming uh, from the podcast from like two weeks ago um, that I think picked up some interest and I think it, you know, because I got some comments on it. They're like, oh, you were really fired up about it. I was just speaking from the heart on on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, the one we were talking about, we all have our shit to get together. We, we have to get our shit together. Yeah. You know, but as, as something that I'm, I was very passionate about. And, and that led me into doing a little bit more self-reflection on my life. Not just to, you know, because, you know, things behind the scenes, it's been... I've been getting frustrated. I've been getting drained a little bit more than, than usual. So it's like, all right, I can't keep blaming other people for that. I can't blame life for that. I can't blame the world for that. I can't blame, you know, working for that. You know, something's got to be going on within. And, and that's when I was doing, you know, just self-analyzation. And I had to, to say some hard truths about myself, you know, because if I want to understand people, I really need to understand myself first. Yeah. So... I, I I said some hard truths and I, I looked at some some things that, you know, I looked at what makes me me and how I would describe myself and, you know, the thing, like you said, the things that I've gone through in my life and I started analyzing them on a little bit more real with while while trying to avoid the blame game. Okay. You know, and the biggest thing was, was losing my fight because I would always say, you know, my coach tore his bicep. So I was training with another coach and he didn't really, you know, he wasn't really paying attention to me. And I, I've kind of always said those stories about, you know, when talking about the fight. Mm. But the hard truth of it is, is I just didn't want it bad enough. I didn't want the win bad enough. I had just started teaching the basic class when I had that first fight. So my mindset was at, if I don't perform well, who's going to listen to me as an instructor? So I started focusing on, okay, I need to put on a good performance. And my fear of losing filled up the space where I should have put the the mindset for winning. Yeah. And that's where my mindset came from. If you're fighting to not lose, you're always, you're, you're not going to win. Yeah. You know, so I had that realization about myself and just being, you know, getting the, the mental reps in of that's the truth. It has nothing to do with my coaches. It has nothing to do with anything else other than the fact that I didn't want that win bad enough in order to win. Because I, I experienced the same thing in wrestling. I was going in and match after match after match. And so I was like, you know what? I'm tired of losing. Hmm. I was like, I'm going to go into this match and I'm going to win it. 
and then I won that match. And then it went back to, okay, I'm gonna just going to try to replicate that moment instead of wanting to win again. I just wanted to replicate a moment, mm-hmm. you know. But why would you not want it bad enough even though you trained as hard as you did for that one fight? Because I was, my mindset was focused on the performance aspect of it. I wanted to perform well. I didn't want to win. Was this for people? Was this for people? Yeah. For the this, people? This, was, this was to prove to you know, my family that I'd be able to stick it out in MMA. You know, the, the girl I was pursuing at the time, I was trying to impress her. The, mm-hmm. For my students at the time, I was like, I'm a new instructor. I haven't been training, quote unquote, that long. Mm-hmm. So I want to prove to them that there's a reason why they should trust me with their training. Did this have anything to do with you wanting to look perfect or be yeah. instructor, the instructor that people saw every day? Yeah. Yeah? Because yeah. you talked about it. Was it like, okay, I talk about it, I preach it, I need to be about it. Yes. Mm. Yes, it was exactly that, you know. And the the other hard truth was why I didn't fight again, you know. And again, I had a string of reasons as to why I never fought again. But the, tr- the hard truth of that matter, again, is I didn't want it bad enough to fight again. Mm. You know, there's always a part of me that wants to compete. But there are things that are more important to me than competing. It's it's not that I don't want it. It's just I want other things more. Mm. You know, and that's the the success of the gyms, the gym, and everybody in it. Mm. I put that as a bigger priority. I want that more than me competing again. Could you explain to us what you mean by you putting the gym first? Because in other words, like we can say, okay, okay, he wants us to succeed, but it's like, what about himself? Like, don't yeah. you want to succeed for yourself, you know? And, and so, can you, because we don't understand, we just see you at the gym all the time. We see you jump in from time to time, and then we see you teach us these things, but then it's like, when you say that, okay, I want the gym first without, and then now you're kind of like being selfless, right? Mm-hmm. You're not putting yourself first in that end, but you're always talking about, okay, put, put yourself first. So how do you manage that or what do you mean by that? You know, that, that comes from a conversation I had with Anthony years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I had just started getting a little bit more involved with teaching the higher levels. And this had to be after, after my first fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had told me that you're either going to be a great coach or a great fighter because you can't be both. Great fighters have to be selfish. Great coaches have to be selfless. So that kind of always stuck in my mind, you know. And when it comes to the fighters, I jump in from time to time with the people that I feel need an extra push on the inside or I need to see something for myself from the inside. Because I always said there's things that I can see from the coach's side of things and then there's things that, you know, some of your training partners or people that you're sparring with can feel a little bit more or see a little bit more because I I have an outside perspective on it, you know. So typically I try to get a few rounds in with people to get to know them before I stay on the outside and and coach them from there. Yeah. You know, but even as I'm doing a round with them, for example, anybody in a training camp, in that round I am focused on giving them a round that they need to get better. So I'm not letting them beat me up, but let's say if there's someone that's, you know, a good grappler and not a great striker, I'm going to try to strike more, Mm -hmm. even though my comfort is grappling. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to put myself outside of my comfort zone and maybe work on things that I'm not necessarily good at to try to make my fighter better. You know, and with a fighter that's in a training camp, they need to work their strengths. And depending on what, as a coach, depending on what the fighter needs, I need to work what they need, not what I need. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just the mindset of it as well, you know, there's got to be a certain killer instinct that you have to develop as a fighter. So when I'm sparring from a coach's standpoint, I don't necessarily get there. Mm-hmm. As far as mindset goes, you know, so I, I jump in from time to time, but it's it's a different type of sparring that I would need to do if I was going to fight again. Did at some point when you were sparring consistently and you were not in coach's mode and you had that fire in you, did you ever attach your purpose with that fire in you? Like that, that you know that if factor you could talk about fires yeah. that they have, the little fire, that little passion that doesn't let them quit. Mm-hmm. Did you ever attach your purpose to that fire and then when you were full-time coach, did that ever kind of fade away? I don't, I don't think the fire faded away. I think the the purpose of the fire or the the direction or the the aim of that fire changed. Mm. You know, because I I didn't find that fire that you're talking about. Definitely for my first training camp, the, the last training camp that I had, that's where I definitely feel like I found that. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't even think I, I developed it fully. I, I found what was needed, but it wasn't developed um, by the end of that last training camp that I had. Because you didn't get to fight. Or why? Because I found it through the training that Mark gave me the last four weeks. Mm. So I just saw that I had it. Mm. And I was like, okay, now I need to learn how to use this. You know, so how that fight would have gone, the fight would have gone definitely a lot better than the first one because my mindset was right. The, the physicality physicality was right. It was it, I was a, just a, a better fighter at that time than the first time around, you know. So from a human standpoint, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to to test myself in that sense to get that fight mm-hmm. to see where I was, knowing that all right now I have something here. Mm-hmm. I just I, I wish I had, I found it a little bit sooner so I could develop it a little bit more, mm. you know and. After the fight didn't happen, because I went right back into training, but I, I, I kept what I learned from Mark. And that's when from, and it's almost like we talk about, you don't really start learning the martial arts until after you get your black belt with us, right? Yeah. And then I kind of felt that I didn't feel like I understood fighting fully until after I was done with it. You know, I developed a different type of appreciation for for the art of fighting and just seeing things from the outside now that I've been just coach, I'm seeing things differently now. Mm. You know, when I spar, I feel things differently now. When I spar with, you know, guys that I've been training with for years versus the new guys and, you know, there's a different experience every single time you're sparring with them, you know, because the newer guys that may have more experience, better timing, but they're hungrier. Yeah. You know, and I get to see and learn stuff about the individual, about the sport through them, even though they're less experienced. But for me, it was now, okay, I have to take what I felt and understanding that there was nothing that was going to stop me from my goal and I need to help other people find that now. The same way Mark helped me find that, and Anthony helped me find that, and Coach Crest helped me find that, 
and even you know the conversations I've had with, with Dan Severn have helped me really further that and understand that this is this is what's missing with a lot of people I think that compete mm. is that 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 fire and that passion to not let anything stop them and that you are fighting you're competing with the sole purpose of winning even though you have mentioned in the past okay winning is not everything because no. you can't attach that to like your your appreciation or your validation you can't attach that to winning Mm-hmm. How can you put that into a perspective where, okay, we want to win, but we also don't feel like we have to put that much pressure on ourselves to win? Because if we don't win, that means people won't look up to us. People won't look us the way this, the same way that they did when we first started. You know? Because those things are the things that have to be separate. Okay. Right. Um, we had a great conversation with some friends this weekend about manifestation. You know, and it's it's not just saying these things and talking these things into existence you need to have the right actions behind it you know and it, and it's the same thing with that you can have the intention of fighting and winning but what are the actions behind that you know because i can just say i'm going to win i'm going to win i'm going to win and half-ass my training how do you expect to win yeah. right the way that I'm seeing things now is the journey, and it's something that I'm still learning. So it's, I'm hesitant to talk about it because it's still stuff that I'm going through. Where it's like the the fight is is the bonus, and the win is the extra bonus on top of the bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've seen how difficult sometimes it is to even just get a fight because mm-hmm. events get canceled, events get moved, opponents get uh, you know drop out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's what you're gonna do in the training camp that matters because that's what a lot of your training partners are going to see and those are the people that you're going to inspire firsthand mm. you know and then anybody that sees the competition or sees the fight that, that's that's the bonus part mm-hmm. you know but the people that were there with you during the journey of getting ready for that fight because if it's a three round fight amateur fight that's nine minutes in the cage yeah so even if you win Everybody that saw that fight has only seen nine minutes of your hard work, but they don't see the hours and hours and hours and hours of dedication leading up to those nine minutes in order to perform from those nine minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I think we need to start taking the focus out of those nine minutes and the results of those nine minutes and start looking at the training camp and start looking at what led to that. Because even in the losses, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when you lose, it's like, okay, you can find just about where you lost in in your training just as much you can find that loss in the fight because you can argue with the judge's decision but were you not training to finish the fight were you not training to put on a dominant performance so those nine minutes can be telling you know and obviously there's exceptions to that you get a real good opponent you get whatever whatever the case happens Mm. you know but we need to start shifting the focus and not just performing in those nine minutes but performing in the hours in the training camp and making sure that you're inspiring people through that and not just the nine minutes that people are going to see you. And so when you meet, what do you mean by, okay, you got to make sure you inspire people through that? Well, you don't have to. If that's what your goal is. Mm. If your goal is just, okay, I want to inspire someone to do it, it's like, okay, well, then inspire them to do it right. Yeah. You know, when... For that second training camp, even though I was even more so an instructor, I had already cornered 
a few fights at uh, maybe yeah one or two three fights at that time i didn't care about impressing anybody for that second one and that's what made me excited to fight again because i was actually doing it for me mm. because i knew that one was going to be my last one mm. because talks of opening up a gym all of these things and focusing on coaching i was like okay let me go out on my own terms with fighting you know because the coaching is what i wanted to do the the feeling i got and i still get teaching and coaching is beyond anything that i felt before that's what i want more badly than i want to fight mm. and that's why i haven't fought you know but it's even but because I, I i think because i never got that final nail in the coffin okay this is the end of my fight career there's sometimes where it's that same mindset carries through where i'm looking at the fighter's performance in the cage on the mats and the results of that and i'm putting things together of how other people are seeing me as a coach based on those things mm. you know and that's why i took leo and aaron's last uh, outings very difficult because i was just looking at the results of that night mm. as opposed to looking at what the training camp was mm. you know and is how bad do you want it <laughs> well we did talk about how that that last um two fights did affect you a lot and then you started making the right, I mean, the different decisions as to how you're handling this new training camp. Yeah. So how have you been changing that now with this new training camp without having to give too much detail, of course, because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen with mm-hmm. this new one. But what have you changed with your perspective um, as a coach and someone that also experiences martial arts? It, and You know, you take it to heart and you use this for self-reflection and for... You know, growth purposes, character-wise. It was just being more vocal and honest with with yeah. um, the competitors. Yeah. You know, because that was the feedback that I got from some of them. And that's the feedback that... Because I asked the people that were closest to me and watched the training camp. You know, because anybody that did, wasn't there for the training camp can say whatever they want to say. Yeah. But the people that witnessed the training camp and, and knows me and knows the people that um, trained there, I, I asked them specifically, what could I have done better? And that was the biggest thing. It was like, you know, it's just being more honest. You know, sometimes I feed around the bush and that's the battle that I have between business owner and coach. Yeah. But when we're talking about fights and people competing, I can't be a businessman at that time. Yeah. You know, and that's the other balance that I've been fighting on finding is because I want the business to succeed, but I also want the competitors to succeed as well. You know, so now it's kind of trying to level out how bad I want each of them and understand, you know, how to use that. So honesty has gotten better. Yeah. Has that given you a better, like, a better view, maybe a closer relationship to the fighters? That has that helped? Uh, yeah, I think it, it's helping. Yeah. You know, that's not something I feel like I can answer because. Well, as in for you, not for, for me, that. yeah, for me, yeah. You know, but it, like I said, I think I've said it in a previous podcast. Is like the coach gets lied to the most. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, so yeah. I can ask people like, "Hey, is this is, is this working? is this working?" And they can say yes, but in deep down, they yeah. they hate it. You know, mm-hmm. and they feel like they're getting worse. But they're not going to say that for <laughs> okay. whatever reason. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it for me, it, it's just. How, you know, being honest, being honest with myself was that first step of being honest with other people. Yeah. You know, so it's just 
now letting the process play out mm -hmm. and trusting it and adapting it and changing it if if and when needed you know because i can do all of this now and eventually it's you're going to plateau and then we're going to have to make adjustments again yeah i'm just yeah. like with everything else yeah i mean that's what the revolution is yeah what may work now it might not work for later right yeah and so that's why you you start off with yourself but now that <clears throat> you've had this you know this hard truth and you're able to process them do you feel like what you're doing is helping like yourself in the gym like do you think like this is a like right stepping stone for what's to come the reason why i'm asking is because you I mean you have a lot of goals set for yourself yeah um i don't i try to plan for the future mm -hmm. but i stop planning too far ahead okay you know so i i envision where i want to be in 10 years but now it's kind of just i'm going to make sure that each day leads up to those 10 years the same way that the training camp leads up to the fight mm -hmm. and the fight's going to lead to the results all of that starts at the training camp Mm -hmm. where I'm going to be 10 years from now starts with right now you know so I have an idea and I'm going to use today I'm going to use tomorrow I'm going to use next week and next month and every day from now until then as a way to try to get there mm -hmm. you know I need to make sure that my goals that I have for today are going to help me get to where I want to be 10 years from now maybe not a big step closer yeah but just a small step closer one step closer to that goal you know so it's it's building those small goals that you put them together and it leads to the big one because if you just skip all the little goals and try to make it to the big goal you're just going to disappoint yourself yeah you know and and you're going to lose focus and lose motivation because to stay motivated on one solid goal for 10 years yeah. is crazy i don't think anybody will be able to do that Yeah. But if you build these little goals that lead to that, and it's like little little side missions in a video game. Yeah. You know, you have an objective to beat the game, but in order to beat the game, you have to do all these little things in between that may not seem like it, there's too much of a purpose in beating the game, yeah. but it helps you get to the end of the game. Mm. You know, and, and that's where my focus goes to now. I, I don't think about, you know, okay, how am I going to handle training fighters if we get on a professional level? Because right now I have three amateur fighters that are getting ready for September. Right. And so I'm, why think about a professional fighter when we have three amateur fights in September? Right. You know? So I don't necessarily think that far ahead. No, I mean, that's good. I mean, I think a lot of us, what we see is we want to see a goal, a big goal for ourselves. But then while we're in the process, we want to rush it because we're obviously not there yet. Yeah. So then that's where the lack of patience comes in and maybe lots of motivation because you're like man i'm not even there yet mm -hmm. it's gonna take some time it's gonna take forever to get there yep you know so it's nice to hear it from you that you're doing this for yourself so that we can all learn from that oh mm -hmm. um, okay i see i see <laughs> yeah and so let's see now that you again it's like always going back into what you did and who you are now and i know you're not the type of person that i will ask yourself differently but like what would you ask that one person that was in your position like how to reflect upon these things as opposed to just giving you the way more like what kind of questions can you ask somebody that went through the same thing that you went through 
or going through a similar situation as, you know, as a fighter, like what can you ask them for them to reflect upon those questions? The, the biggest thing that I've said for, for a, a while now is that you can lie to anybody, but you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, so the questions that you have to ask yourself is how bad do I want this? Yeah. And, and be honest with it. You know, because if you only kind of want it, be honest with that. you know because if you kind of want to have a fight just to have the fight but your main goal is outside of the gym yeah awesome cool but let me know as your coach so i know how far to push you Mm -hmm. because if i know it's like ah you know this is something i was thinking you know and if the opportunity presents itself you know i'd be willing to try it Mm -hmm. i was like cool then I'll, i'll keep an eye out on you and then if the opportunity comes up awesome yeah you know but and this is where i'm kind of getting with myself and how to how to deal with people because i even asked you and carla a few weeks ago because when i started training it was because i wanted to fight yeah my training partners that i had they started training because they wanted to fight Mm -hmm. because the sport wasn't that mainstream yet the you know social media wasn't a big thing yet so the people that were training mma wanted to fight in mma Mm. now with you know the sport being so popular and more people doing it just for workout purposes or mental health purposes, which is great because it it is, you know, if I continue to only train because I wanted to fight, I would have stopped training a long time ago, you know, but because I understand it's a good workout, it's a great workout. It's good for my mental health. I keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll never fight again, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm not going to keep training because I know the additional benefits to it. Mm-hmm. But when I started and when my training partner started, we started with the intention of fighting. So now that those things have changed, I'm trying to understand that mindset behind it. Mm-hmm. Because now we've talked about it too. And, and I mentioned the comment that Quentin made um, after the grappling, the last grappling tournament was I'm taking people that didn't know the sport and I'm making them fans and I'm turning them into martial artists to the point where they're holding their own in competition Mm -hmm. when maybe two a year ago they never knew what the sport was Mm. you know and and reflecting on that i i I take pride in that you know but i didn't necessarily see when that was happening or that i was doing that until quentin made that comment yeah you know so now i'm learning how to talk with those people and now i'm learning how to interact with those people communicate clearly with those people because like you said at the beginning, so many people said that they want to fight. Yeah. I don't know if every, everybody knows what that means, really. Or obviously they know what it means to fight, but what it means to get ready for a fight. Yeah. And if you have a hectic lifestyle or a hectic career or whatever, that's difficult to do. Not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental and emotional standpoint. You know, yeah. So being honest with yourself is going to help you be honest with other people. And then the next step there is, am I communicating clearly with what I'm saying? Mm. Because I'm the type of person, if you tell me what your goals are, I'm assuming it's because you want my help Mm. or you want to be held accountable for those goals. Otherwise, why are you telling me your goals? (laughs) Okay. You know, so be honest with me and keep me updated because goals change. I wanted to be a professional wrestler for so long, you know, and then I wanted to be a fighter and now I want to be a coach. 
and now I'm everywhere in between, <laughs> you yeah. know, because that, that was the other thing, because people have seen me do the pro wrestling stuff that I've been doing is not because I'm trying to be a pro wrestler, but there's, there's one, my inner child needs to be let loose every once in a while, yeah. so that's, you know, one way that now I can just forget about the stresses of the world, and mm-hmm. and that was something that I was honest with, with Miss Kate, the, the girl that's, that's teaching me, I was like, I if I can have one match for the sake of saying that I had one match awesome cool I'll do it Mm -hmm. but I'm not doing this to be the next WWE champion Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I feel good and happy doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's it and you know and she said the same thing with why she trains MMA she's not trying to fight she has her career that she's trying to build too but she feels good doing it Mm -hmm. you know so I was okay telling her that she was okay telling me that I'm telling anybody that trains at the gym to be honest with that too. Just if you see me focusing on the fighters during comp team practice, it's because that's what that practice is for. Yeah. Don't put yourself in a position where you say you want to fight just because you want that attention. Mm-hmm. If you need help, I will still help you. But yeah. when we're at a fighter's practice, it's because we're focused on the fighters. Yeah, of course. You know, but honesty, ask yourself. Am I being honest with how bad I want this? Mm-hmm. And how do I communicate this clearly? Hmm. And, and those are things that no one should have to ask you, but you ask yourself. Yeah, and it all starts within yourself. Yep. Maybe that helps some people clarify some things about themselves before they can start speaking it into existence. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, because if you just if you start speaking things that you think that you want mm. and you're trying to convince yourself that you want it, yeah. your actions are going to follow it because you're not going to do what it takes. Mm. You know, you're going to make more excuses than results when you're trying to convince yourself that you want something. And that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can say that confidently. And, and that's something that's a daily work for me to stop doing because it's not healthy for my mental health to try to convince myself of wanting certain things. Mm. You know, I want to keep training, maybe not with the goal of fighting again, but because I want to be able to understand the sport. I want to be able to physically be able to give the people that do want to compete good rounds when I train with them. Mm-hmm. You know, because I hope there's, there's points where it's like, all right, what I need to show them next is beyond words. Yeah. And now I got to go in there and show them. You know, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of why in the the past few weeks, I've been posting a little bit more about um, how I started. You know, old training videos, old sparring rounds. It's all the last weeks was about. You know, um, so people can see the change. You know, the the YouTube video that I posted last week, the first training clip was from, or the first sparring round that was shown was from two thousand and eleven. Mm-hmm. And then the last one shown was from 2023. Mm. You know, and you can see the changes, some good, some bad. You know, I'm a lot slower than I was from 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, but my timing is better. My movement is more confident. You can see the confidence a little bit better. And for someone that lacked confidence for most of my life, it, it's re- relieving for me to look at that and see the confidence difference. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that's all we need is we're all on the right track and and people that are in the fighting camps because i've seen it so many times people have the conditioning the cardio the strength the skill to succeed and they 
still don't get their goal. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with what's on the outside of them. It has everything to do with what's on inside their mind and inside their heart at the time of that competition. So that's that. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> Um, but if you guys want to keep up with that, as always, follow me on all major social media platforms at TazMMA underscore fitness, as well as subscribing to my YouTube channel at Taz Knows. Thank you for everybody that tuned in to the podcast over there last week. Uh, we may do that again. We may not do it again. We haven't decided that we ran into a lot of technical difficulties with that for no reason. Um, you know, but thank you guys for following subscribing liking commenting all that good stuff um you can follow nene on instagram at nene underscore mma underscore cmm as well as subscribing to her youtube and patreon at nene mma um but that'll do it for us today in this week's episode did i miss anything i don't think uh, I no anything. um congratulations to the three Oh, the new, yeah. the new belts, yes. Uh, Caesar and Devin both got promoted to purple belt last week, and then Snady finally made it to her brown belt. <laughs> so congratulations to them. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it for us this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you back next week. Bye.